2: We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now here's our host, Glenn Delakian.
3: Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. We're on the air here at the Bridge FM network of radio stations and we're excited to be with you. And uh, looking forward to a great day with a great guest today and just having fun and uh, looking forward to uh, some real excitement. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That's Ephesians 1-7. Happy Easter, everyone. What a wonderful and dynamic weekend it is. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian, on... Tandem Radio Live, and uh, along with a special guest today that I'm very excited about, we have a show for you that is going to really, I think, uh, uh, show you a unique insight into an industry that most people uh, have forgotten about in many occasions and uh, and will be surprised by some of the interesting stuff we're going to touch on today. Farming, still a viable business, is the topic of our discussion today. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, I'd like to welcome not only our regional audience, but our national and international audience as well. We're always impressed when we get contacts on Facebook from uh, other states and sometimes even other countries. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live, and uh, we can be heard on the uh, FM stations of the Bridge FM Network, and also we can be heard on live on TandemRadio.com, our internet uh, website where you can get resource information, previous shows, and all types of powerful information. Our show is all about business. We call it the Good News on Business, and our goal is to connect God's scriptures to your everyday business life. There's so much advice in the Bible that can help you with your business, and we want people to know that they should go right to the source for the most powerful decisions they need to make, not only in their personal lives, but in their business life. And our goal is to help you to walk in integrity every day. Being a Christian is not a uh, Sunday thing. It's a 24-7 idea, and uh, the old adage, all is fair in love and war, is just not what God had in mind when it comes to the Christian walk. We need to think about that, and I know as a business owner for many years, I would flip channels. On Monday morning and get into business mode and had that mentality. But once the Lord came into my life, I started to realize that God is the center of things and we need to work with Him every day. Don't get me wrong, we all make mistakes. I'm just a sinner saved by grace, and thank God He forgives me every day. And thank God for days like Easter because that's what it's all about. If it wasn't for His resurrection, what would it be all about? Uh, Think about that. And we'll talk more about that in the future. But We're talking about business today, the good news on business here at Tandem Radio Live. And our guest today is Tony Abatello, the owner of Five Points Farm. But that's just where it starts. It's a 457-acre farm that he started uh, in Colts Neck, New Jersey. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about the farming industry, the equine industry, and so much more. Because Tony is not only one of the most humble guys I know, but he's also a diversified business owner. He's got some amazing stories. And today's show is just going to go so quick. So we're going to come back to Tony in a second and uh, introduce you to him. I think you're going to have a lot of fun today. And you're going to certainly find out some new insights on business, especially the farming industry. And horse industry. But let's start with our um, with our scriptures of the day. Every week, we bracket our show with scriptures so that people know where we get our direction from and guidance, which is, of course, in the Lord. And this week, he put on my heart, 2 Chronicles 9.25, Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots, and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. Solomon was a big fan of horses, and uh, for centuries, for, uh, uh, for thousands of years, horses have been a uh, a center of power and um, have brought uh, wealth to people and uh, certainly implied strength in in uh, armies and so forth. And Solomon knew that. And he had over 12,000 horses. Amazing. Luke 8, five fourteen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path and It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell. Fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Uh, Jesus used so many analogies of farming, and that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to get Tony in today, and we're going to talk to him in a second. But God, I, you ever wonder why the Lord picked a certain time in 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 our human history to step up and show up and, and bring his son into this world? It's amazing when you think about it. Um, you know, Today, we have media. Uh, Jesus could have got on a TV show and got his word out real quick, hit the whole world with one Twitter hit or whatever. But think about it. He came at a time where there was no media, where farming was uh, the way of life. And he used farming analogies. Uh, The good news was there was no Photoshop, so they had to go by witnesses and eyewitness statements. matter of fact, the Jews believed at the time that you needed two or more witnesses to solidify something in court. And uh, certainly, we had those witnesses, eyewitnesses. There was no playing games back then. There was no technology for trickery. It was all history in the making. And Jesus came. They even changed the calendar to accommodate him. And why not? Because he's the center of all things. And and again, I touch on that because he used farming analogy then a lot. And sometimes when people read the Bible, they go, oh, the farming analogies just don't apply to today's life. But you know what? We have a gentleman here today that's going to show us how farming is still a viable business business an amazing business and how much it ties into so many other things so on that note i'd like to introduce our guest today he's a he's probably one of the most humble guys i know and i looked him up on the internet this week and i couldn't believe all the stuff that tony Abatell has been involved in and i'm proud to call him a friend and excited to have him on tony welcome to the show this morning thank you glenn And uh, Tony, uh, as we normally do each week, why don't you introduce yourself real quick to our guests? Tell us a little bit about your background. I know there's so much to cover. We could talk 20 minutes just about your background. But give us a little start at how you got started into the farming
1: business. Well, originally, I came from Staten Island, New York. I am the son of immigrant parents that came from uh, Italy, Mm -hmm. Naples, Italy. And uh, from a young child, I was, for some reason, I became obsessed with horses. Mm. I, uh, In fact, I was told that as a young man, a young child, not a young man, that they, we had peddlers come around with uh, horses that were selling uh, produce, that uh, were selling uh, hardware. And my uh, aunt told me at one time that when I, I disappeared, I would be following the wagon. <laughs> I was obsessed with the horses, and it became an obsession in life for me to uh, follow that uh, vocation. Well, it's
3: amazing because that passion is taking you in so many different areas, and I want to let the audience know today that um, although Tony's been involved with horses since pooh. A long time, Uh, and uh, he's still a young guy and virile at heart and and excited to be around. Um, I'm excited to be around him. He's also been involved in the restaurant business. He's been involved in movies, he told me today. He's been involved in home building. He's been involved in so many different businesses, so there's a lot of deep wisdom that I think you're going to hear from Tony today, and Tony, I thank you for coming today. Um, We we have so much to cover. I mean, we started touching on the horse industry, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. I want to talk a little bit about farming, as we discussed in general, because you still own the farm, and uh, it's quite an impressive facility, by the way. I've been there. And uh, a lot of people don't know that the horse industry is a billion-dollar industry in this country. Is that
1: correct, Tony? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. In fact, uh, you got to realize that as areas became populated in places like, like I'll take the state of New Jersey, where we had a numerous amount of dairy farms, when the dairy farms went out, there were two— uh, objects that a state had one it can go into green acres when you put a uh, real estate into green acres remember you're taking it out of the tax maps of that community mm. and it becomes a liability or it could be purchased by someone that wanted to raise livestock mm. which became uh, a beautiful area as as you know in uh, parts of New Jersey where we have horse farms and how beautiful they look with a mirror and a foal right. and that be, uh, becomes a uh, not a liability to the community, but an asset. Mm, Pays taxes and they hire, and we hire people that, believe it or not, that would have a problem getting jobs in other areas Mm. where people That are non professional and uh, they start there.
3: Mm. That, that is so important because I don't think people realize. I mean, first off, just think of most people in the country's viewpoint of New Jersey. You know, they come into North Airport, they see, uh, you know, uh, the refineries there and so forth. And everybody, when you say the garden state, people kind of say it tongue in cheek. But when you get out of that area and you start to get into some of the rural areas of, of New Jersey, it's pretty incredible. And Tony, you brought that up how beautiful some of these farms can look.
1: Oh, without a doubt, Glenn. Also, uh, for people to know that the horse is the uh, state animal of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And you told we me— some... celebrate
3: that in June. There you go. Okay. So, And you also told me, relative to horses, we, I, you quote this, about Texas and horses. Remember you told me Oh, that? yes.
1: We have more horses per square mile— in the state of New Jersey than they do in Texas.
3: <laughs> it's incredible. And we have some amazing horse farms, right, Tony? Oh, and beautiful. Um, I know you led a barn tour uh, last year, and it was amazing what I learned about horses yeah. and the industry and so forth. We have so much to talk about the equine um, uh, business in New Jersey and around the, the, uh, the United States as well. It's amazing how many pockets of uh, industry there is around this dynamic industry. Now, Tony, we're going to come to a break in a minute, so we're going to come back after the break and talk more about a number of topics. But again, Tony's been involved in the horse business from, uh, uh, he went to veterinary school, he uh, was a blacksmith, he's uh, raised horses himself, he's raised cattle. He's currently has a farm, still active farm um, going on and he's got uh, uh, animals on that farm, horses for riding and and uh, all types of things. So he's going to talk a lot about that today and how that impacts our commerce and our economy in general. I think people underestimate the farming industry and the power of it. And I think God would... Was so, uh, it was so awesome how Jesus used the farming industry as the example of so many of his parables, like the one we talked about today. And I know our listeners will find and, and see how that'll tie right into everything we're going to touch on today. Again, 2 Chronicles 9.25, Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots. And, of course, Luke 8.5.14, a farmer went out to sow his seed. He, As he was scattering the seed, some fell on the path, it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, and it choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Again, we're here with Tony Abatello. He's got such a dynamic background. I have a resume I pulled off the Internet about him, and and I could probably do a whole show just on that. But we're going to be focused on the farming industry today and especially the equine industry. And, Tony, again, I thank you for being here. Listeners, stay tuned because you're going to want to take notes today. There's so much to learn and fun stuff, too, and uh, some unique uh, aspects of business that you may not have been aware of, especially in this dynamic industry. And we have a special segment for you at the end of the show that I think you're going to find interesting as well, which is a little new uh, but uh, focuses on a scripture that I think is going to move business owners. You're going to want to stay right here on this station to hear more about it. You listen to Tandem Radio Live. I'm your host, Glenn DeLake, I'm here every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon, and uh, we love to have you check in on our website, tandemradio.com. Feel free to send in your questions if you have any questions about farming or about the industry in general or about business in general. We'll be glad to help you any way we can. We want to be your business resources. We point you to God and his word for your business.
4: The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com.
5: CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, CSAVSystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio.
3: Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host Glenn DeLakin, and our guest today is Tony Abatello. And before we dig into the horse industry a little bit more, I just want to tell you a little bit about Tony's background. Uh, Tony acquired 457 acres uh, in a uh, in in New Jersey to open up a farm, and uh, he had horses there and paddocks and and so forth. And uh, he came back from the Korean War a direct a de- a, 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 um, a captain and a highly decorated uh, a veteran. And I will talk about that a little bit later. And um, he went out, started the farm, he uh, founded the Standard Breeders and Owners Association of New Jersey, uh, now retired uh, for several years after being a trainer. He stays in the equine community, and he's been a member of the New Jersey Racing Commission. He previously served on the board of managers at Rutgers University for a dozen years, and and he's an advisory committee to the Federal Land Bank for approximately 18 years, and uh, it goes on and on and on. It's amazing uh, what he did as a trainer. He's a leader in the industry as a trainer, and uh, he trained top horse and and Tony was also on the United States Trotting Association first chairman of the New Jersey Sire Stakes Board of Directors, chairman of the Board of American Horse Council in Washington D.C. And uh, my good friend Sal Barbagal is visiting with us today, also. So he made sure that I got in here. A national, Itali- he's he's in the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, and Tony is also in the Living Hall of Fame in Goshen, New York. So. And I didn't even cover everything, Tony, so I'm not going to keep going because I know you are such a humble guy that this isn't what you want to focus on today. But I'm just so excited to have you on because there's so many things you've accomplished and you're so diversified. And it all came out of this love for horses and this farming industry. So, so Tony, let's talk about the horses. Um, we mentioned a right,
1: billion-dollar industry in the United States. What are they doing with horses these days? Well, one of the things I'm real proud of that we're using a horse to help the handicap. We have situations where we have children with Down syndrome, autism, and different problems where, believe it or not, being on horseback gives them a an opportunity to get move and to feel comfortable and gives them a feeling of uh, superiority mm. over just being you know in a wheelchair, right. I'm so proud of that aspect. and mm. there's other uses for horses, as you know. Um, we're proud too of New Jersey, or that we're the home of the Olympics. Gladstone, New Jersey, is mm. the training center for the Olympics, and horses are used. And one of the most wonderful things is the 4-H programs that we have throughout the whole country, where young people get involved with horses and show them at uh, the the uni- uh, at the fairs, the county fairs, right. and it gives the child a, a sense of responsibility. And you've never seen a child working at a county fair that's gotten into trouble. Mm, mm. And uh, I'm proud of that aspect of it. Then also uh, working again with uh, New Jersey, we have a, a, a person like Dr. Karen Malinowski that's put a life into horses and trying to help the animal. And uh, we have also the Standard Bread Retirement Foundation. We want to be sure after these wonderful animals are used, that they're not discarded, and they have a decent home. Mm. Now, Dr. Karen, I've had the privilege of meeting her. She's at Rutgers,
3: right? She's at Rutgers. And they have quite an agricultural program there, correct? Yes, they do. And, and it's far more than just horses, though, but they do a lot with but the equine industry. They do a lot
1: with the equine industry. They've worked with uh, research uh, how to take care of an aged horse, to help an aged horse. Mm. As a horse gets older, it's feed and different things. And they have a program where they take yearlings, young horses that the the students work on them and they're sold at an auction sale hmm. and it's it's a wonderful wonderful program and and they do agriculture in general
3: right i mean they oh, do yes, a far, yes. they
1: farming pro I guess you can get a degree in agriculture well you can get uh, we have cooks college that works with the uh, forestry and different uh, uh, aspects of farming also mm, excellent excellent so so there's the the horse
3: industry and farming industry intertwined in so many different things oh, yes. we, we don't even realize it let's talk about polo i mean what about the polo industry that's huge right
1: well it it is it's not uh, as popular as it was years and years ago because places for uh, to play polo it takes a larger facility mm. and it's quite an investment and though we're very fortunate to have a polo team located, in fact, two polo teams located in Colts Neck, New Jersey.
3: Oh, wow! Okay, and I guess people come from around the state to compete. Yes, mm. that's an interesting, very interesting industry, and most people don't know that it goes on. But the polo
1: match are open to everybody, right? Without a doubt.
3: Yeah, so it's a fun. It's like yeah. a whole day event. It right? is
1: a day that you can go to, and it's very enjoyable.
3: Mm. I know sometimes the women dress up and they wear right. the big
1: hats, right? And they have a picnic a baskets, right? And they bring. it it's And at halftime, you walk on the field and wear the horses. Chopped up the field, you can reach over and push the sod back in in place.
3: <laughs> and there's a lot to do for the kids too, right? Oh yes, it's like a big family day on polo day. What about dressage and some of the other things we see well, out there? Well, uh,
1: dress- we have dressage. We have uh, you have hunters and jumpers. You have some beautiful facilities, and and all the- all these uh, disciplines, these different mm-hmm. disciplines, have uh, need uh, people to support them. I'm talking about blacksmiths. I'm talking about uh, Again, we go to the farmer. The feed, the hay, and the straw has got to be raised, and it's normally raised locally, which keeps Mm. green acres again and keeps farmland and makes it profitable for a farmer. Then you have trucking, you're banning, and you have veterinarians. So it's an industry that's really, really... tied in to where it supports a lot of people. Mm, it's amazing. And and what really impresses
3: me is, again, we go back to New Jersey, for example. I, I never knew that the the horse was a New Jersey state animal. I don't know how many people listening know that. But you take a state like New Jersey that uh, has, um, you know, is known for industry and known right. for, uh, you know, High taxes and known for a, a lot of people in a small amount of area. But yet you have these beautiful farms. And What's some, like, you, I think you mentioned to me a couple of days ago, a huge farm out
1: in Cream Ridge. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Mr. Peretti's Farm. It's in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. It's 700 acres. 700 and, acres. And stands the most two famous stallions in the world. Wow. Uh, rock and Roll Hanover and Muscle Yankee. In fact, sons of Muscle Yankee have won the most famous trotting race in the world, the Hamiltonian, two or three times, his sons.
3: Wow. Incredible. You know, it, it's amazing how this industry intertwines. Now, these handicapped uh, farms or whatever programs, I, I know a couple of people that have started businesses where they're actually uh, using the horses for these handy How long has that been going on?
1: Oh, this has been going on quite a while. Uh, 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 t- to my knowledge, for the, at least 30, last 30 years. Oh, really? Yes, it's been that definitely. long.
3: Okay, i never heard yeah. of that before.
1: Well, it's never got, the, you know, the exposure that it should have gotten. Mm,
3: okay. And so uh, are we seeing a lot of new ones popping up doing yes, this? A lot yes. of new
1: programs? It's so successful, last that uh, it's a great, great uh, therapy for uh these children that uh, have these problems. Mm, that's great to know because a lot of people, if you have children that are
3: handicapped, you may want to look into uh, horse uh, training and, and horse programs that can help the handicapped children in a lot of different areas. And I know there are so many parents are struggling with autism and they're trying to find ways to deal with the children and to help them. And this is a unique one to
1: me. Oh, it is. It's amazing. And the success has been unbelievable. Really? I've, I've actually seen it. I've seen where they started with a fear of... Uh, where they they lost that fear of uh, you know the animal and mm-hmm. it's well it's well supported it's well done that's and excellent. it's done by professionals also I like to say that mm. and you mentioned
3: the Olympic team uh, this is where they're centered right here in New in, in Jersey in
1: Gladstone New Jersey is where we uh, is the training center for so our, so I guess kids come from around the country to go there to train well yeah we train there our horses are there.
3: Okay, that's excellent, excellent. So, so there's training centers. There's blacksmithing. There's obviously veterinarians oh, that are involved doubt, in this. Yes. Um, I love the aspect where you said the local farmer has to do the feed and the uh, hay and the straw and the hay is, and the straw, grow, right? And the grain is grown. What? Forgive my ignorance. What's the difference between hay and straw? A
1: uh, straw is a type of uh, uh, hay that you would uh, it would be rye, barley, or wheat, where it's harvested and the Bottom part of it that's not used for the grain part is used for the bedding of horses. Hay is alfalfa, clover, uh, it could be uh, old brome grass or something that's used to uh, where it's cut and dried and fed has a roughage to the horse. Okay, so straws for bedding, right. hays for feeding. Right, exactly. Okay, excuse my ignorance. I live in a no, farm exactly. community
3: <laughs> and I'm still learning every day. It's amazing. And again, I, I'm so glad we're talking about farms because God uses that analogy in so many different ways throughout the Bible. And, you know, not just as a sign of times, but the Bible is a living book. So we have to realize that even though God used farming as the analogy, we can't forget that why he used those powerful analogies. And, and we see that in today's farming industry in general, we're we can actually uh, still see every day, even after all these thousands of years, how those analogies really apply to everyday life. So we're going to talk more about the farming industry and, and the viability of that business, Tony, after the break, if that's good yeah. with you. And uh, I know your big focus is horses, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But we'll come back to that. I just want to remind folks that tandemradio.com is just a great resource for you. We not only have archived shows, both uh, video and audio versions of them, uh, that you can check past shows and past guests and get a lot of adv- advice. advice and information, but you can also email us at info. At tandemradio.com, and send in your questions. We'd love to hear from you and uh, be able to um, give you advice and direction the best we can. But the be- some of the best information you can get is in our sponsors. And I don't just say that for, because they're our sponsors. Before anyone uh, can uh, put their name on our show, we make sure that they are doing the right thing, that they uh, believe in the Lord, that they are doing the right thing relative to business owners and other people, and that we've had per- direct experience with them to know that they're people of integrity and that do a great job for you so check out our sponsors not only on the website tandemradio.com but of course when you hear the spots on the air uh, we had one of our another one of our sponsors call us last week that was so moved because she was able to help a woman who heard about her right on this show and she was in dire straits losing her home. And uh, this sponsor was able to jump in, help her out, and turn the situation around in, in only a matter of weeks, which got me really excited. So uh, I congratulate them for that effort. We're here talking to Tony Abatello. Uh, Tony's been involved in many different businesses. I know sometimes when people hear farms, they think, oh, what's that big deal, farming? But Tony's been involved in the movie business, the restaurant business, uh, the home building business, and so much more. And it all came out of his love for horses. And uh, we're going to talk more about the equine industry and talk directly about farm farming and how it's impacted. I know we take for granted as we who live in this area, drive around and see farm stands. Uh, you see them all over the uh, Northeast and uh, you wonder, I wonder if you ever think like I do, where does all that come from and how does it get there? I know sometimes we think of it as just another retailer, but these local growers are out there getting their hands dirty every day in that dirt and uh, doing something that's great that I think really has a great impact on us. Not only is it healthier for us, like Dr. Prudgen talked about last week, uh, but it's also something that's great for our economy great for commerce in general and we're going to talk more about that with tony Abatell right after these breaks
4: For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com.
5: csavsystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact whether you need wireless microphones xm satellite music or sophisticated teleconferencing csavsystems.com can help you enhance your business To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio.
1: Never walk away from your home and don't let the bank take your house. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams, Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean counties. For more information, my number is
5: 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's shortsalespecialist. You're listening to Tandem
2: Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com.
3: Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn Delakian, here every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, talking about the good news on business and God's guidance on um, what we should do and how we should do it, not only in our personal lives, but in our business life every day. The scriptures for today, 2 Chronicles 9.25, Solomon had 4,000 stalls of horses and chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. Among his treasures, he counted horses. Uh, enough to actually be mentioned about it in Chronicles. Luke 8, 5, 14. Another farmer example by our Lord used in a parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it, and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop 100 times more than was sown. And our guest today is Tony Abatell who knows ooh, the world about horses and farming, and I'm so excited to have him here. One thing I want to add about Tony... Again, he's such a humble guy. I love this guy. He came back from the Korean War as a a a, um, decorated veteran at the rank of captain. He won numerous battlefield commendations, including the combat infantry badge, the silver star, bronze star, and with valor, two purple hearts, presidential unit citation, Korean campaign ribbon, and four battle stars and the Korean service medal. I didn't think they could give that many medals to one man. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that, Tony, because I know that's not where you want to go today, but I'm proud of you for that and uh, proud to call you a friend, and I really appreciate you being on today, Tony. Thanks for coming
1: out. My pleasure, Glenn.
3: We're going to talk more about the farming industry, since the topic of our show today is farming, still a viable business. I don't think people, the average person uh, out there in America today, realizes the impact that the farming industry still has on the United States and to our economy – and, you know, with all that's going on in the world, all the craziness, how we're dependent on foreign oil and all this stuff, and in some cases we're getting dependent on foreign foods, we need to get more into our own farming industry and realize that farming is what it's all about. Now, we had Dr. Prudian on last week, Tony, I'm not sure if you listened, but he talked about the importance of quality food and having food from the ground and having local food because it's uh, not processed like some of this out-of-country food. But, Tony, I know you wanted to talk about the American farmer.
1: So let's focus a little bit on the American farmer. Let's talking about farming. First great uh, Glenn, I like to say how I'm so proud of the American farmer. Mm. They can outproduce uh, we shouldn't apologize to anybody. We have some of the greatest hard-working farmers, family farms still in existence that can produce more than per acre than anywhere else in the world. Wow and they're hard workers and they're dedicated people and I, the last thing we want to see is the family farm, being uh, abolished Mm. and uh, right now i think we're in a position where we're going to wind up feeding the world wow so uh like i say again that uh we must we must support we must support the farmer how can we do it well let's start buying local Mm. if we have uh, an area where there's a farm market or a road stand You're getting fresh fruit, and we're very fortunate in New Jersey. We have what we call Jersey Fresh. We have a program where you can go and find out where there's road stands, and if you support your farmer, your local farmer, not only will you get good organic vegetables and Mm -hmm. fresh vegetables, but you will be helping the economy, and you will be helping keeping green acres.
3: That's so important, and uh, keeping the money right here at home, right? Without of doubt. all this imported food that we tend to— uh, Yeah, I mean, Americans—I'm I'm shocked. You see now so many things that it would normally be out of season, but they're in the supermarkets, and they're coming from foreign countries, and it's amazing. And you wonder what it goes through in those countries. You know, we have rules and laws and FDA and all that stuff. You can't imagine what they probably do in some of these foreign countries. But, but let's talk about that. Roadside stands, we, we've all driven by them. Tell us a little about that, Tony. What is the business? I mean, uh, from a roadside stand, obviously, it's obvious what they're doing. But what do they do to get there?
1: Well, what what a farmer does to supplement his income, what he, what he will do, he'll raise a product, and he'll try and sell it locally. Mm-hmm. Consequently, he's cutting out the middleman, and this gives him an opportunity to get a better profit on his produce. Right. And if you support him in, in a short while... Around the 4th of July, sweet corn will be coming out in New Jersey. Mm. And then you, we have the best tomatoes in the world. Jersey fresh tomatoes, they're, right. they're the best. And like I say, its uh, you support your farm and you also, if you want to decorate your home or anything, support your local nursery, which again is an area where we're keeping green acres. And these nurseries uh, make an area look beautiful, growing mm. trees and such. Absolutely. Let's talk about the growing process. Um, when do the farmers get in the ground with their seed? Well, there's a cliche that we have that anything before May 15th, you're gambling because uh-huh. the weather can change. In fact, this morning, they told me in Buffalo, it snowed this morning. Oh, wow. So you're talking about that. You can – May 15th is the day that we normally seed in. But there are farmers that would uh, – we have ways of covering a crop to or start them in a greenhouse that get some sweet corn in. Before July 4th. Mm. So uh, basically it's a two-month growing season for sweet corn? In that area, yes. Okay. And what about so
3: tomatoes? When
1: do they go in the ground? Well, we put them in about May 15th. Okay, same thing. Yeah, and, and then you you would stagger some, too, that you'd get a later crop, too. Mm-hmm. You don't want everything to become ripe at the same time. Same with sweet corn. When Once you pick, you would like to pick in a cycle. Like each week you can pick a different uh Where matures the crop will mature. Okay, so that way you have constant produce throughout the whole season. Exactly. Okay, and
3: relative tomatoes, real quick. I'm just curious myself. Maybe others are, but I see all types of commuter tomatoes. You know, you got the big (coughs) ripe vine ones, and then you got the uh, plum tomatoes and the little grape
1: tomatoes. Do they are they all grown in New Jersey? Mm, Some are yes, but uh, Rutgers University come out with a heritage tomato which is an old, old tomato that they brought back. And uh, and they keep experimenting with them, too, for shelf life, to keep them, you know, where we, they pick green and they're shipped mm-hmm. and different things. But uh, the fresh Jersey tomato is still the best.
3: Really? <laughs>
1: That's the big round one, That's right? That's the big round beef, <laughs> It's called the beefsteak tomato.
3: And, and we we touched on hay, we touched on straw, we barley so far. We touched on tomatoes, we touched on corn. What else is uh, common in New Jersey? They grow
1: strawberries. Okay, pick your own apples. We're famous for apples, peaches. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, in fact, apples uh, is, was one of the big big crops we have. We we grow cabbage as a late uh, season uh, produce mm. and. Uh, there there are many uh, you know, uh lettuce, romaine, you got uh domestic dandelion, you got asparagus we raise. Mm. Wow. We have quite a variety of uh, uh crops. You could just about fill a whole supermarket with what comes oh, out of what, one what, state.
3: What, oh without a doubt. <laughs> and, without a doubt. And you know, needless to say, there's certain things that only grow in certain states like pineapples and Hawaii well, and things of Hawaii, that nature. Yeah. But it needs um, a climate. Right. It has a lot to do with climate. But um, so so here we have a very diversified bank of uh, types of different plants and so forth that we're growing. And, and, of course, you your local farm stand is putting this stuff in the ground, picking it, putting it out there for people to buy. What else is involved real quick in the farming industry relative to what the farmers have to do on a day-to-day basis? What do they do in the off-season?
1: In the off-season, well, you take care of your equipment. About November, you'll bring your equipment in, work on your equipment, on your tractors and different things. And you would uh, start if you have a greenhouse, you would start uh, seeds in it, mm-hmm. you know, for future uh, plants. And uh, normally, the you try to catch up, you play catch up. And uh, right now, we've uh, a lot of areas that are, we're working in have uh, a problem with. Uh, wild wildlife like deer and stuff and Mm -hmm. we start putting up fence to protect the the crop good good so We're keeping the farmers busy all year round. we got to look
3: for these farm stands when we're out there driving around. Business owners, you know exactly what Tony's talking about here. Um, You know, we want to stay local. I know just like you want business in in your front door, these farmers need our support and the business. And and it has such an impact on the overall community, not just on the economy, but the overall community. The beauty of farms, uh, the healthy aspect of it. We certainly don't need more factories pouring pollutants into the air. Uh, And farming, we want to encourage these people who are family farmers especially to stay in the industry. I'm sure a lot of them have gone off. Obviously, at the turn of the last century, we were predominantly farmers, and then the industrial age took over, and boy, oh, boy, what a change. But it's good to know that people are still out there doing it, Tony. I appreciate you bringing that to our attention.
1: Anything else you want to touch on real quick on farming? Yeah, except that also we do have some beautiful nurseries that people that love flowers and some... uh, if you want to get you know some beautiful flowers and stuff there's some road stands that uh, put that produce out that nursery stock out and you can support them
3: also. Good, great. Tony, thank you so much. We got so much more to talk about and we're coming up to our last segment already and uh, the show just flies by. I want to thank you for listening today. Tandem Radio Live is here every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon. Again, please check out tandemradio.com. If you're in business, you're going to want the resources that are available at tandemradio.com. There's just so much powerful information there. We got more to talk about to wrap up the show with in the next segment. I want to thank Tony Abatello for being here today. Not only a farmer, but a horse breeder and a restaurateur, has been involved in movies and home building and so much more. What a dynamic guy. Thank you, Tony, for being here today. We're going to be back right after these messages. Stay tuned because there's more to come on Tandem Radio Live.
5: CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better. CSAVSystems.com works with you to find the right mix of technology to help make a greater impact. Whether you need wireless microphones, XM satellite music, or sophisticated teleconferencing, CSAVSystems.com can help you enhance your business. To find out more about how CSAV Systems can help you look and sound better, the number is 732-577-0077 or online at csavsystems.com, a sponsor of Tandem Radio.
0: Thank <laughs> you.
3: Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, along with uh, business owner, uh, farmer, and uh, just an all-around uh, great guy, Tony Abatello. Thank you, Tony, again for being in today. So much informative information. Um, I wanted to touch on a couple of things in this last segment as, as we wrap up. I know we uh, talked about Solomon and his horses. I want to touch on this uh, this um, scripture, Luke 8, 5, 14. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plant. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up with and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. I uh, God put that on my heart this week because the farmer aspect jumped out of me. But I'll tell you, it ties right into what we're doing today for a couple of things. Number one, spreading your seed around. Tony, you've been a, a very diversified person. You didn't just stay with horses, although that was your main focus. I know it's important to keep the main thing the main thing. But that led you to so many other things, uh, to the restaurant industry, to movies, uh, to home building, and we're going to even talk about some charitable things that you've done. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But business owners, I want to get across the point here that you need to spread the seed out uh, to other things and be diversified, even if it's within your own industry. If you get too niche and too focused on what you're doing and don't keep your eye on what's coming ahead, you could lose out on a great advantage. And if you are diversified, the good seed that falls is going to fall on good ground and uh, and therefore deliver you a hundredfold. Now, I know as a business owner, most of you know that, but especially new business owners and aspiring people who want to get into business, you got to realize that you do have to keep the main thing the main thing, but as things start to develop, you have to keep your eye open for diversification. One of the greatest examples of diversification is King Solomon. I'm not going to get into that today because that's a whole nother thing to cover, but uh, it's amazing how successful business owners like Tony here today, who started with something, built a, a huge following in his expertise in the area that he really loved and was able to take that and diversify it into other things like uh, these other businesses that he's been very successful in. So I'm really proud of Tony being here. Sometimes, Tony, people take farmers for granted. You know, They see a farmer and they go, oh, they, they look at the hat and they look at the shirt and the pants and they go, oh, he's just a farmer. you know. But Tony, you've been involved in so many things and I just want to say thank you for the service to the country as well. I mean, they don't make men like you anymore, Tony, and I appreciate you being here today. And I also want to thank Sal Barbagallo for coming up with you today and joining us. Um, it wouldn't be, uh, uh, I couldn't have Sal in the studio without mentioning the vineyards also in New Jersey. Uh, there's many grape growers in New Jersey and, and vineyards are big and uh, I know many people uh, uh, make wine and these, uh, these vineyards make wine and it's a whole nother industry that uh, we could talk about another day. But, uh, boy, it's just uh, incredible how it all ties into farming. And vineyards are huge, uh, not only in this state, but across the country. And uh, uh, some of the biggest vineyards in the world, I'm sure, are in the United States as well. So, again, kudos to the American farmer. Thank you, Tony, uh, for mentioning that. Now, Tony, you also mentioned um, on your property you have ponds. And I know I told you I got to bring you've invited me many times to bring the boys there, and I got to bring the boys there this summer definitely and fish a little
1: bit. Tell us about your ponds. Well, one, well, the reason I, I, one, one, I started the ponds for irrigation in the beginning, and uh, one of the things that I really am proud of, I have three wonderful daughters that I raise, Mm. and God bless them. They've all been I've been all been healthy and everything. I got involved with. uh, an outfit called Unico. Okay. It was an Italian outfit to work with people, irregardless of uh, religion, color, creed, or anything. And then I worked with the Ashley Lauren Foundation. Mm. And one of my uh, blessings is that uh, to do something, to give something back. Mm. And what we do, these ponds are, uh, I have uh, put in fish, mm. uh, bluegills, largemouth bass, perch, and different things. And I allow the children to fish. I'm talking about children from areas that might have a problem, like mm. areas from Newark. And I also work with the Ashley Lauren Foundation mm. that does a lot of work with children with cancer and down uh, also, uh, I have children with Down syndrome. Mm. And we have the pond set up so that these children can actually come, what we do, we take the hook, we take the barb off it so oh, really? it doesn't hurt to fish. And we have a big glass thing that we put in. And the fish are trained to actually, to, when I throw a little feed in the pond, that they'll come and they'll nibble and they'll bite. No kidding. And these kids catch about eight or ten fish and they're so excited. And then we show them the fish. We show them we don't hurt them. We put them in. They can watch them for a while. And we put them back in the ponds. And it's amazing that uh, the joy that you see in these children that uh Because if they go to a park or somewhere, they can sit sometimes for hours before they get a bite or they go into a fishing contest. And I'm very proud of that aspect.
3: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So not only have you created these ponds, but you also kind of created an area where the kids are almost guaranteed to catch something, right? Without a doubt. So that must be so rewarding, Tony, to sit there and watch these children.
1: And I was very fortunate that my three children growing up, I have three daughters, that they would work with me and they'd... uh, and it taught them to how blessed we are to what we have. Mm, that's amazing and uh, I know
3: you're a big uh, uh, benefactor to the Ashley Lauren Foundation. I know it's yes. near and dear to your heart. Uh, they do such a great job. Wonderful I know uh, job. Monica Vermulen listens in and we hear from her often and uh, Monica, I wish you well in any of your upcoming events that you have going on. If you're not familiar with Ashley Lauren, you need to check into that foundation. It's all about helping children with cancer and uh, they're just an awesome group and I'm glad, Tony, that uh, you're involved in that and uh, I can't Wait to get over to ponds myself. <laughs> now uh, you have to let me know when next time you're gonna have kids there. I'd like to come and see those smiles. That that's oh, probably, that, I'm sure that's worth more than catching fish. Without <laughs> a doubt. <laughs> what's uh, talk about the ponds real quick? Just a fish story. What's the what's the biggest fish been pulled out of there so far?
1: Well, we uh, a gentleman. Uh, Pulled a fish out of there, a 15 pound catfish, no kidding. cat, 38 inches long. Yes,
3: 38 inches. Yeah, oh my gosh, that must be some fish. Story it was, to tell. <laughs> it
1: was,
3: uh, that's incredible. So, so, Tony, you got farming, you got fishing, you got uh, movies, you got home builders. We didn't even talk about all that other stuff. You've been involved in so many things, Tony. I want to thank you for taking the time out today for coming in. You've been a spectacular guest. It's been my pleasure, Glenn. Thank you, Tony. And I want to wish you and your family a blessed Easter. I know you're going to celebrate tomorrow, and uh, like we all do. And, uh, um, boy, isn't that what it's all about? It's, uh, that's what it's all about, family and Amen. Friends. Thank, thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate that. And you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin. And each week, we talk about the good news on business. And uh, today, we're touching on a number of topics. The topic, of course, today is farming. Still a viable business. And as you heard from Tony Abattel, it certainly is a viable business, whether it's the horse industry or whether it's your local growers. And again, I want to encourage everyone, if you're driving by a vegetable stand on the side of the road, you need to take some time, stop there, check it out, and uh, see how you uh, you can benefit, uh, as Dr. Prugin said last week, from the health aspect, the organic aspect, but also uh, know that uh, your money is being well spent and going to good things, and uh, these farmers do. I know many farmers, and they do give back. They they do uh, a lot for the community in general, and I encourage everyone to uh, support your local farmers, wherever you may live. I'm sure you see these farm stands, and uh, it's a great opportunity to back them up. And of course, the Lord used them so many times in parables, and uh, we talked about the parable today. I just want to finish up with, uh, first off, wishing everybody a happy Easter and just reminding people that, um, you know, we celebrate birthdays, we celebrate holidays, we have all kinds of things that we throw up in the air, we take days off for this and days off for that, but I'll tell you, it comes down to one thing, Christ's resurrection. Think about it, we've all heard teaching this week, probably, uh, that the bottom line is that if it wasn't for Easter, all of it would be naught. The Word, Scripture, is very clear on that. Paul writes about how if it wasn't for the resurrection, what are we believing in? And it would be all wasted. And we'd actually look like fools as Christians if it wasn't for that. So I pray that you uh, take some time to lament and think about Christ's sacrifice for us this past week and uh, um, and certainly uh, into the Easter celebration and, of course, know that he is risen, and he is risen indeed. And uh, it's so important to our lives to make sure that not only we, but our children remember that and are focused on that, and they don't take Easter for just the Easter bunnies and the eggs and all that stuff. I still don't know where that tradition came from, but but that they know that it's all about Jesus Christ. And that's where we get into Ephesians 1-7. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Amazing. God's amazing grace. And again, I could start on that topic and spend days on it. But we want to go. We're wrapping up the show. We're just coming to the end again. Tony Abatel, thank you again for coming in today. Great stuff on business. Uh, I'm sure many of you got insights about the farming business that you never knew about. I certainly did. And I'm excited about that. We're here every week. TandemRadio.com is 24-7. You can check in for resources there and find out all the good news on business. And business owners, I want to encourage you, keep in mind that, you know, we all make mistakes in business, and we all hit tough times, and uh, as a business owner, that's part of it. If you're new in business and you're struggling right now, know that God has a plan for you, and it's a plan to prosper you and to help you and to see you succeed. So seek Him often. Get on your knees, pray often, get your direction from the Holy Scripture, and you'll be better for it. You'll be able to build a stronger business. You'll be able to build a better foundation. And don't get discouraged. Business owners, I just want to make a point of this because so many times when we hit a bump in the road, sometimes you can sit there and say, I wonder if I should throw in the towel. Sometimes there is a case where you have to, and it's time for a new beginning. But many times, it's just a time to push through and to move ahead and get to something bigger and better that God has waiting for you. So stay in there, hang in there, and know that God's Word is uh, with you. As long as you're seeking Him, He'll guide you, and He'll teach you what you need to know. I want to give my love to my boys out there that are home for the weekend. I can't wait to get home to Glenn J. and Lucas and hang out. And I want to give my love to my bride, Cindy, who just means the world to me. Thank you for being all that you are. Thanks to the crew today, to Ray and to Sarah, and thanks, Sal, for bringing Tony in and getting And Tony, thanks for being here today. God bless you all. Have a great and prosperous week. And remember, God wants you to succeed. Bring him into your business life every day.
2: You've been listening to the Good News on Business, a Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week and remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way. I
4: want